The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WHIO and Cox Media Group. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. This is WHIO's Brian Kilmeade. Hi, everybody. Dayton is our number one priority. You know that. And as news breaks, we'll break in anytime. Dayton's all news and talk is 1290-957-WHIO. There is a season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you very much for joining us to talk about life, its joys, and its sorrows, its triumphs and tribulations, its challenges, and the solutions we discover through the different seasons of our lives. This show is all about that and more, and we rely on your own stories and insights to make the program even better. We can't take your calls today, but we would sure love to hear from you. And it's easy to get in touch. Just drop an email to Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. Recently, we were able to get reacquainted with you after doing a number of, um, uh, what do they call them, encore presentations. And uh, we talked a lot about uh, There is a Season, the relevance of our shows for everyday life, but also especially within the context of coronavirus. You know, our shows were about getting your papers in order, getting our our possessions in order. We talked about the value of grit, especially in tough times, and much more that seemed to ring true in these days. Yes, we did do some of those encore presentations. People were clapping across the country. I heard them. They had us come out again, and they put the lights up. Yeah, I thought they were called reruns, but, you know, hey. Standing ovation. (laughs) In our dreams. But more recently, we followed up on the COVID-19 topic, And we talked about loneliness, especially for our seniors. But really, it's true for all of us. We talked about the stages of grief and how it seems like we're moving through those stages now, right now, and each of us at our very own pace, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about freedom, and we talked about how easy it seems to be slipping away from us and how more and more are fighting to hold on to such freedom. We also discussed this idea of the tipping point. Mm Mm-hmm. The point at which all of us will say, okay, we're back. I'm not worried anything like I was, and it's time to get on with my life. Well, every day I feel like I'm getting a little closer and then a little farther away from that tipping point, Gloria. It would depend on who you ask. Yeah, I mean... An outside perspective might be different than your own, Bob. And and also what (laughs) news story you might have read. Anyway, we'll have all of those shows available for you very shortly on thereisaseasonshow.com so you can get kind of caught up with what we've been doing. Now, in general, most uh, people who have listened to the program have noticed a, 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 an historical and rather conservative te- uh, tone to our show. Mm-hmm. Over the years, you've heard us reference things like Mayberry RFD, which probably a lot of people have no idea what that is. Especially me, because I'm a lot younger you, than you. Quite a bit younger than I am, just quite a bit. Uh, things like the Waltons. Now, oh, you know no, the Waltons, I, right? okay. I do. I have that on DVD so that I can learn who they were since right. I'm so young. Almost like a historical thing, right? Right. Uh, having only three <laughs> to four channels on TV, no internet, no cell phones, perhaps not drowning in all of our stuff in homes we can barely take care of. A simpler time. Right. Bob, do you remember stores that were closed on Sundays? Mm, never happened. When I lived in England, there were no stores open on Sundays, and that was just in the 90s. That was kind of refreshing. 
But how about actually going to church on Sundays? How many of us miss that these days? And what about sitting down to dinner with the family most nights? Sure, it may be more common now, but up until the recent crisis, many families barely saw each other many evenings. That's true. These things were more common in days gone by, and with all that our culture continues to produce in a normally fast pace, we've been encouraging our listeners to find meaning and purpose in slowing down a bit and holding on to some of the traditions and values of the past. No, of course, the uh, the previous decades weren't perfect, right? We wouldn't claim that. No decade or age in America is perfect. It never has been. But endless progress is not always good. There are some things to hold on to. This show likes to talk about those things. Yes, you could say that we like to hearken back to some of the good old days. There's some hearkening going on. Oh, there's more than the hearken going on. Anyway, just to look at some of the shows we've done. Mm-hmm. One of them, the old-fashioned nicety show, talking about language, manners, and civility. We also did a program that a lot of young people won't know what this is, Long <laughs> Live the Landline. Oh, my. It was simply, you, you picked it up and you dialed. Before that, a long time ago, you could pick it up and tell the operator to connect you to the family across the town. And, and don't get me wrong, I mean, we like our Androids and our iPhones, but there was kind of a simple beauty in a simple device. Right. Yeah. That's that's so true. We also had our what we would call our pastime shows from Sunday dinner with the family to baseball to mom and apple pie mm-hmm. hanging out in downtown without fear, except if we you know got home late and we were in trouble with the parents. Right. Yeah. yeah. Drive in movies, board games and other simple pleasures. Now, these were things we enjoyed that actually gave our lives meaning. And they were the currency of our relationships with others. Now, ironically, and perhaps annoyingly for more and more of us, during coronavirus pandemic time, we have been forced to slow down. That the slowdown parallels lost work and wages for some, or worse, sickness and death, is of course very tragic. But the majority of us have not faced these perils. And even some who have found themselves out of work or school or perhaps they're otherwise disrupted, they are, in fact, putting their energies into other things. Some people are reading more. Some people are catching up on sleep. Some that was me. Some, <laughs> some are doing projects at home. And that list is never ending, right? Right. That's for sure. Some people are watching movies. Some parents might say they're watching too many movies. Uh-huh. I mean, the, the kids, you know. Yeah. Uh, They're either watching them alone or they're watching them with family. And certainly there's lots of other TV and that strange thing that some people call a radio. Radio? Radio. What's that? Is this thing on? (laughs) (laughs) Some are calling on people and keeping up with social media. And there's a certain leverage to these tools. You can try to keep up with a lot of people fairly quickly, either by contacting them, right? Mm -hmm. Or simply seeing what they're up to. What's that called? Creeping? Creeping or peeping? I forget which one it is. Well, it depends on if you're online. That You could be a peeper, not a poster. Peter, oh, there you go. Peeper, poster, peeper, yeah. peeper, whatever. Yeah, but you know, the phone and the computer promise usually very easy, quick communication. Though with you, it can stretch to hours of That's the pot calling the kettle black for all of you listeners. Don't yeah. let them fool you. Right. You should talk. Mm, you should talk. <laughs> I don't talk that much. We should take a poll. 
And I believe your wife's downstairs. Why don't we call her up? Yeah. Anyway, in an age where technology makes it so easy to communicate, we perhaps are keeping up that pace, that feeling of busyness that we've all become accustomed to, and maybe we don't send or receive much with real depth to the people that we care about. Yes, in an age with texts, and do you get those cryptic half-English texts from your kids like I do? You know, like the, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, just not real words. I used to, but not anymore. Not but anymore. my well, kids are a little older. Well, because they're, they're maturing, obviously. Yeah. Well, it's easy in that kind of environment to uh, be very functional, perhaps a little bit superficial. And with things like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, the platforms are designed for kind of the light remark, the referred recipe or the funny video, the, the quip about politics or common culture, but you're not going to really have much uh, depth, as you said before, not a lot of deep conversation in those places. Right. So as we've done before, though it's been several years, we'd like to suggest something else to you, something timeless, personal, even traditional, something that actually takes time and is a gift given and received at the same time. Some have called it the lost art. You, a, you may remember it, though, as writing a letter. Writing a letter, like on paper with yeah. pen or pencil? Yeah, or pretty beautiful stationery. Like, and could you do like calligraphy, or is that over the top? You can, of course. That would be very special. It would. Well, as we were looking into this, we came across uh, some articles, and uh, one came uh, out of Charleston, West Virginia, and uh, it was actually uh, showed up on Channel 13 down there, and it's called Writing Through COVID-19, and it goes like this. Families across the nation are looking for ways to keep the, as we all continue to self-isolate to help stop the coronavirus pandemic. Well, the Bell family is going back taking advantage of this time by doing something many call a lost art. Like most kids in the Mountain State, 13-year-old Derek Bell can't see his grandparents right now, so he's writing a letter. Pen and paper in today's world where technology is the cornerstone of how we stay in touch with family and friends. I know a lot of kids want to sit down and play video games, say, Derek, which I've been doing recently, but just sitting down and writing a letter, well, you can't beat that. It just makes you feel good, he said. And it's not just his grandparents. Derek writes to his mom and dad, too. He says, when you look back, oh, this is actually his father saying this, when you look back, that's the most incredible and valuable gift you could ever receive from your children, says Harry Bell, Derek's father. The Bell family says FaceTime and phone calls are still important, but there's something about putting pen to paper and creating something from the heart. I think one thing that we need to learn coming out of this pandemic is the value of connection with people, being kind, understanding, and just really taking the time, says his father. We all now know we have a lot more time in this world than we thought before, and things should slow down a little bit, and we should appreciate those connections. Writing a little note or a letter is absolutely part of that. Just say thank you. I hope you're doing okay. And just check in on people, advises Derek. One word at a time, one letter at a time, saying I'm okay and I'm thinking of you. Yeah. Now, that's, that's just one story. We've got others for you. Yeah, and I've, I've taken up the letter writing thing, and I started it right when the pandemic kind of started out of, I hate to say it, but kind of guilt. There have been a lot of people I've lost touch with, have a whole drawer of stationery from like the 80s, 
<laughs> still I, sitting in I'm there. I'm not kidding. Yeah. And part of my purging and going through drawers, I, I ran across it, and I have started writing letters. And believe it or not, I think I sent out 38 different letters or cards to people. It took me maybe four or five days to sit for a couple hours and, and do that. But I've been getting a ton of them back, which is so cool. Yeah. And it does... It does feel good when you get one. Like, I've really enjoyed it. But I enjoyed writing them, too, which was kind of odd. I can't say that I've done a lot of letter writing, uh, but... Yeah, I haven't gotten any. Well, I don't know if you're on the list. Why? The 38 people that I have to write to. Why? I don't know. I see you too much and talk to you too much anyway. Uh, you know everything going did on. Did you but say if, too much? You see me too much? Did I say too much? You did. I think I did say too much. Mm. Ooh, Freudian slip there. No, I won't be here no, next week. But I do remember some letters a long time ago, uh, right? And when you come across an old letter, uh, it takes you back like nothing else. Because you, you notice the handwriting of the person. You notice the things they were writing about. It's kind of a, a little piece of history that draws you in. And there can be some very uh, silly things in there, funny things, but also some intimate things once in a while. That people share. And you can kind of imagine that person as you're reading the letter. Like you, they talk about their children or they talk about whatever. You imagine it in your head just like you would if you were reading a book, right? It It's just so cool. And then you start to have memories of your time spent with that person. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Well, dear listener, maybe you've been writing a few letters recently or perhaps you've enjoyed taking pen to paper all of your life. Maybe it's a great habit you've had. Either way, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email at bobandgloria at com, or as would be fitting for such a show as this, drop us a letter in the mail. You can send it to There is a Season, care of this station, 1611 South Main Street, Dayton, Ohio, 45409. We'll be right back. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. We were talking here about uh, writing letters, and uh, you had mentioned you sent out a bunch recently, and I, of course I had said that uh, I had not, and had not sent one to you, and no offense intended. I expect to get some type of written letter. There will be a letter, and it will not be a, a, a cheesy card with some little joke that just is just, you know. It'll, it'll be, be something heartfelt and deep and, well. Let's nice? Not. Will it be nice? Nice. We can make it nice, yeah. What do you mean we can make yes. it nice? There will what be if- niceness. They're is it going to come naturally nicety. from your heart? Of course, as all things do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're, we're wondering if you uh, wrote any letters. And, and go ahead and write us a note if you want. Uh, Bob and Gloria at there'sasasonshow.com. And if you do write, I will write you a letter back. And mine would be very nice and sweet. I'm not saying Bob's wouldn't, but I will write you back. Yeah. If you write me a letter and request one back, I'll write back to you. So, uh, yes, and, and I don't know if it'll come back on fine stationery from the 80s. You know, that might be a, a collectible if they got that from you, right? Yes, but it's beautiful. Yes, it is beautiful. So, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm thinking back here. When I, uh, when I first went away to college, letters were important. Of course, there, there was no, you know, Internet back then, and there was uh, no texting and all that kind of thing. There was still the phone. Although in those days, if I called home, I had to make sure I called after 11 o'clock. 
Because remember with Ma Bell, the rates dropped after 11. Oh, I do remember that. And and that's the only time I'd ever get a call from my folks because my dad always wanted to save pennies. And so the calls were always late at night. Uh, Nobody would even understand that now because you've got voice over IP and everything is, you know. Everything's free, unlimited this and unlimited that, Unlimited this. But back then I had to wait till after 11 o'clock. And then I also got, uh, I remember getting letters from a friend of mine back, uh, back home uh, and he used to write with very, very small writing, which was kind of interesting because it almost made like it was Braille practically, very tiny. And he could write one letter on both sides of a piece of paper, and I'd be getting like, you know, weeks of activity and commentary <laughs> about everything under the sun. Yeah. So. I have a friend from uh, the Washington, D.C. area. Oh, I hope she's not listening, but all of her life she said, nobody can read my handwriting. Well, it's getting worse, like to the point where I cannot even read her return address, so I couldn't send her a letter. I kid you not. I'm like, I need to find a phone number for her so I can call her and tell her she needs to slow down or do something. Well, uh, so was was she a doctor? No. No, I was just a little shocked. She's a Christian counselor, but the writing, the penmanship, Bob was even like my husband, like, oh my gosh, how do you read that? I'm like, I don't. I have no idea what's going on in her life. (laughs) Well, maybe you take a, take time as you're going through the old texts, you know. As, it's as you're really bad. <laughs> so, uh, letter writing has has been an important thing, and and when you get a letter back from somebody, it does freeze some things in time. Now, that can be that can be joyful, it can be funny, it can also be sad because there may be things that are going on in a life that are shared from one person to another, and even if things later on change or they get better, you've kind of frozen it in time on paper and. So when you go back and you open that up and you read it, you're kind of sometimes you run the risk of reliving some of that. Yeah, it can definitely be, I think, bittersweet maybe to get a letter, you know. Now we were talking here uh, a little bit before the show about just the visceral uh, pleasure someone gets from a letter in the mailbox. It's different than just a card. You can almost tell by the the thickness of the envelope, right? And it's different than getting a present. When you get a an actual letter, you feel like somebody took time to. Oh. Send something to you. Oh, yeah, because it is, you know, you have to really think about doing that. And you can get a card, Bob, if people write a little bit in it that's heartfelt. Put a little extra value in there. That's right. Hallmark cannot fill the void of something personal and a little extra effort. I wouldn't want to see them try to fill the void. That's an awful lot of that Hallmark, you know, writing. That's right. That's right. We don't really talk that way, do we? No. It's close, but not really. Right. We'll have more here. We're going to be back right after the news, including why letter writing can actually improve your relationships, especially in these trying times. And later on, we'll look at reasons why letter writing can change lives, deepen faith, and provide otherworldly encouragement. Stay close. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. 
We've been talking today about letter writing. We've been talking about some of the, the quirky things people have done in the past, some of the handwriting you actually see, how occasionally you know the news is, is upbeat and funny. Um, and sometimes there's some things that are that is sad that we find in letters when we go back and look at them. Uh, but inevitably, when you receive a letter, it is a very personal thing. You know, someone has taken the time. You ever notice even with direct mail, sometimes they, they try to make it look like a handwritten thing now. They've got a machine that can actually do cursive to make you think you're getting a personal letter. Mm, they can't trick me with nah, that stuff. Well, especially with, you know, bar codes mm, and different posters. Yeah, third-class mail or whatever they call it. So we had heard from one young letter writer from uh, West Virginia, uh, sort of on this side of the country, <laughs> talking about how their family, and, and I'd love to meet that, that person because that's really amazing. A young person would bother to spend the time not only to write to grandma and grandpa, but to mom and dad. That was stunning when I, when I read that. But your intrepid research department, Gloria, came up with another interesting article over 1,700 miles away. You almost started to sound like Casey Kasem there for a minute, Bob. Well, after this next dedication, we'll be getting down to our top ten. Okay, DJ Bob, let's get back to the article. <laughs> this next piece, this next piece, comes from the Las Cruces Sun News, where Algernon de Amasa. Wow, that's a lot. Writes a column. He almost fell down. That was pretty good. Called, <laughs> he writes a column called Desert Sage. That was the easiest part of that whole thing. It was, and it reads like this. Sitting in front of my favorite downtown pub has become a fond memory as New Mexico, get the last That's Cruces. why I have yeah. all those words to say. Right. Um, although Algernon de Massa is not the name you run into every day. Right. But nevertheless, he writes, sitting down has become a fond memory as New Mexico enters week three of social distancing to slow community spread of the COVID-19 coronavirus. That was where I often wrote letters in a notebook with detachable pages using my favorite pen. And there's a cohort of people located around the world with whom I exchange letters in English and Italian, and I've never shied from zipping off comments or suggestions to businesses, journalists, politicians, or whomever. Sometimes others would notice and remark about the lost art of letter writing. It is a lament that goes back to the ancient world. People have been saying this for years. Yeah. Even the Roman statesman Cicero complained that no one wrote letters anymore. The letter's time as a serious art form may well have passed and may or may not ever return. Yet, there's no rule that says that letters must be public-facing literary endeavors or that they must be beautifully handwritten, and they have to be readable, or yeah. that you must fill several pages with scintillating prose and sagely wisdom. Indeed, those pressures often serve as excuses, just as we excuse ourselves from going to the gym or taking up yoga or meditation or any of the things we say we want to do. The most famous excuse for not writing a letter is, well, I don't have time. Well, a great many of us have time now. And at this writing, cities and states across the United States are on varying degrees of lockdown, with people directed to stay at home as much as possible. The devastating scenes we have received from China and Italy of hospitals overwhelmed with critically ill patients and mass graves in Iran presage what is in store for us soon. That's kind of depressing, isn't it, Bob? Yeah. yeah. Whether we are fortunate enough to have a home stocked with jigsaw puzzles, games, and books, 
privileged enough to have collections of DVDs or subscriptions for streaming movies, there is likely now time to write letters. Their value is way more than many people estimate. Seniors in nursing homes and inmates in prisons are cut off from visitors, but they can receive letters. A missive as humble as a paragraph jotted on an index card can make someone else's day. Mm-hmm. Yet that's just the beginning. Those are some people we've talked about here in the past. Right. <clears throat> if you start there, write another paragraph. If you want, you can make the rules up in this game. Describing something that made you laugh. So after a greeting, you just think of something else maybe that, that, that happened to you in the past week. Or you can write, here is something I wonder about and then keep writing. If you're a doodler, decorate the paper. Nothing will leave the recipient any poorer. Have you ever heard anyone say they hate receiving a personal letter? Yet, this is only the beginning. A letter, even an email, is a venue for expressing whatever you think and feel about the pandemic. Alternatively, it is an opportunity to pay attention to other things instead. Unlike a social media post, it is unlikely to ensnare you in the mosh pit of all the online snark and reproach, right? Yeah, yeah. Taking a moment to reflect and report on your experience one sentence at a time is definitely more cleansing than you might expect. It also creates a document that may be valued by generations to come. Think of the treasure trove of letters, simple, unambitious letters sent to loved ones from the battlefields of World War II or during other historical events. They're heirlooms, historical documents, and curiosities. We're reading here from a a column called The Desert Sage, and it's in Las Cruces Sun News. The uh, writer is Algernon de Massa. You say that so much better than me. Well, you know, I've practiced my Algernons over the years. And I come from corn country where I didn't practice those things. I I was... Picking corn. I don't know if they had the full 26 letters of the alphabet where you grew up. We didn't need them out in the fields. (laughs) We just were to pick corn. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, didn't need them. (laughs) This letter is expendable. Um, Anyway, Algernon says, when I first started writing to people, a stamp cost 15 cents. Now they cost 55 cents or a buck 15 for an international letter. It's still a bargain. For all that I get out of writing and from receiving them, it costs little to give it a try if you're home with a bit of time on your hands. And we all are. That's an interesting take on it. So we've had two two people now comment on this here. From West Virginia, we had one young person and then another person who seemed like they were a regular writer and had made a lifelong habit. And again, if you've written some letters, we'd love to hear your experience. You can write something to us at what email? At Bob and Gloria. At thereisaseasonshow.com. Very nice. Did that very good. Right. You can see for some people, um, letter writing is a treasure trove. I mean, they, they treat it that way. Okay, these are not things thrown away. These are feelings and thoughts captured forever and passed along to someone who you think generally, and, and most of the time, will hold that stuff dear. Yeah, right? I do. I have a big box that's shaped in a heart, and it's got beautiful floral wallpaper on it. And it's a big box. And I have tons of letters from people I love in there. Now, do you ever find yourself, if, if somebody sent a card, right, and it just said their name, you know, happy birthday or whatever, or, or Merry Christmas, 
you don't necessarily hold on to every single one of those. No, you? I figured those were just obligatory notes and cards. Ob- obligatory. If they don't write Have anything. Have yourself an obligatory <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> it's kind of like the should. We should send a card. So I, I do like a little extra personal touch. But I'm not picky. I appreciate anything I get. But I only save the ones that have some effort put in them. So if anybody writes to us, you want to see some oomph. You, you, you don't want just a, a nice well I do, and they'll definitely get oomph back from me. Oh, wow. You might get more than you bargained for, right? They could. But see, that's true. You won't you won't throw away a letter, right? I mean, Mm-mm. if somebody writes you something, you tend to hang on to it, right? I have a whole entire box of letters that my husband wrote me before he was my husband. And he hasn't spoken to you since? Well, they were a little no, nicer. Just, uh... The tone was so <laughs> different back then. <laughs> Did that fall into the romance category? The it was like this, love letters, this, perhaps. I was like, "Wow, I didn't know I was this wonderful." And now you get a note, and it's left on the fridge. Maybe you shouldn't nag so much. <laughs> Whatever, I don't know. So you can say that in text, very text, very efficiently. You don't have to have a letter to say, "Don't nag me." Anyway, um, we can see that there's a real practical value to letter writing as one of the great ways to survive this season of pandemic. But let's go a little deeper with this discussion and talk about how letter writing can change lives, deepen faith, and bring powerful encouragement from well beyond our circumstances. So this next article comes from an author or speaker I've actually heard many times before. Her name is Kelly Needham, and her article appears on another favorite site of mine called ReviveOurHearts.com. The name of this article is 10 Reasons to Reclaim the Lost Art of Letter Writing. And she writes, When was the last time you put a stamp on something other than a bill? While everyone loves to receive a handwritten card, very few actually take the time to write one. Since the invention of email, texting, Facebook, and other technology, there really isn't a need to write letters. A letter can communicate things that an email never could. It is a form of communication that, when used strategically, can change lives and further the gospel. Here are some reasons why you should write more letters. So first of all, number one, letters are personal. They contain your effort, your handwriting, and your choice of stationery. Even before the words are read, you have sent something that no one else could ever send to that person, right? No one else has your handwriting or your taste in cards. In a way, there is something vulnerable about this. You are revealing part of yourself to the recipient, and that immediately, well, hopefully, softens the heart. Letters also take effort. Sure, it may sound silly to say that writing is hard work, but compared to typing or texting, it is significantly more work to find your cards, your stamps, and a pen to physically write the words you could type a lot quicker. This communication value to the recipient uh, is communicated. It shows that they are worth the effort. Letters are very inexpensive. That's another good point to make. I know it's obvious, but it really doesn't cost much. A box of 10 cards, maybe you know $5 or something, and a stamp, yeah, around 55 cents. Anyone can really afford to write letters. Yet the impact of a letter is sometimes bigger than sending a gift that costs $50. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So why not write a letter to those that you love and appreciate? We're reading from an article by Kelly Needham uh, that was found on Revive Our Hearts, 
And it's called The Ten Reasons to Reclaim the Lost Art of Letter Writing. So we've talked about them being personal. They take effort. They're inexpensive. Letters are also portable. You can keep some small stationery in your purse, your car console. Now, when that came up, I was like, you know, texting and driving, letter writing and driving. They, they don't mix, so you no, don't want to go there. They right? mean if you go somewhere and then you need to have a letter. Right. It's always handy. Right. You can keep it in your luggage if you're right. traveling. She says, I almost always travel with a small pack of cards because I never know when I will feel compelled to write to someone. It may be the waiter we offered to pray for who just got divorced or the maids who will clean up our hotel room when we leave. It's so easy and makes such a big impact. Yep. Letters can be reread, especially if you're sending a word of encouragement or maybe even a prayer. The recipient can reread what you wrote, put it on their desk, keep it in their Bible or maybe their purse. And it can be an encouragement that gets many uses over and over. We've got more of this great article just ahead here. Plus, uh, uh, we'll kind of recap where we found some of these things if you'd like to pull them up a little later on. When we return, we'll uh, talk more about letter writing and share some final thoughts with you. Stay with us. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There's a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. We've been talking today about letter writing. And we were uh, smack in the middle of an, an article written by Kelly Needham called 10 Reasons to Reclaim the Lost Art of Letter Writing. And you've listened to Kelly before, you said, on the, on the radio. You've heard her in the Yeah, morning. I've heard her speak uh, with Nancy DeMoss on uh, the Christian radio station. Well, this is a great article, and she's got some neat reasons on why you should write letters. And she goes on here to say, letters force you to speak slowly. In conversations, especially ones where emotions run high, we all too often speak quickly. Think of the things you say that you wish you didn't. I know, Bob. Writing your words forces you to think before you speak. Do you ever do that? Do you? Sometimes I have chosen to write a letter to someone who I'm at odds with simply because I know I won't say anything I regret. Sometimes I write to my husband, my sibling, or a friend. But in any case, writing a letter forces me to be prayerful and thoughtful about what I say. And that is always a good thing. Yes. Letters give the gift of time. And this, she says, may be her favorite thing about letters, especially when she's writing to someone about a sensitive topic. She says, I love that my letter gives the recipient the ability to hear my words without the pressure to respond immediately or maybe not even respond at all. It's not the case with face-to-face conversation, emails, or texting, in which it always feels like a response is required. She says, I have written letters asking forgiveness for past sins to friends or family members. I have confronted dear friends with their sin through letters. And I have written letters to those in seasons of deep and painful grief. In all of these cases, I believe I'm giving the recipients the gift of time to process my words and respond in their own time. Number eight on her list is that letters can remind someone you are there. This may sound simple, but sometimes sending a letter is just a way to remind someone they are on your mind and that you care. It's like leaving the door open. When God places someone in my life who is hesitant to open up to others, I often write letters. This has been true of many friends or neighbors who don't know Jesus. If I sense that they are skeptical of me as a Christian, 
or have built a wall they don't want anyone to cross, I usually send a letter. Usually the letter says nothing more than, I was thinking about you. I care about you. I would love to see you. It's my way to remind them my door is open whenever you want to come in. And number nine, letters build relationships. Sometimes we don't have deep friendships with our grandparents, right? And she says that about her grandmother. She says, if I called her up on the phone to chat, the call probably wouldn't last very long. But I can send a letter in the mail. And through letters, I can communicate that I love and care about her, that she's important to me, and that I do desire a relationship with her. Over time, she points out that consistent letter writing can build up a relationship that is failing or non-existent. I think it is a great solution for strained family members. And finally, she says letters can't be debated. They say what is on your mind. They have, if you have a good relationship with someone, uh, you can share your gospel, you can share the testimony that you give to your own faith uh, with that person. And they can do the same back for you. They can console people who are grieving. They can strengthen the weary. They can soften hearts. Letters can share the gospel, ask forgiveness, and gently confront. You can send them to family members, friends far and near, and other people who need to feel your love and also feel the encouragement of God. So why not pick up a pack of cards and stamps today and begin writing a letter to maybe someone who just would love to hear from you. And that's our show on letter writing. We hope you take pen to paper or just an email if that's all you have available to you. Be sure to check out our website, thereisaseasonshow.com, and write to us there through the handy in-touch contact form or by an email to Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. That'll do it for us today. Remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step and never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. We're here for each other and we're here for you. For my dear friend and co-host Gloria Shanahan, our terrific producers and everyone who makes the show possible, thank you for your time, attention, and interest to what we do here. We'll see you again soon. You've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Have a blessed week. Broadcasting from the McAfee Eating and Air Studios. WHIO Dayton. WHIO FM Pleasant Hill. A Cox Media Group station.